Gordino. I want to make Gordino too, yeah. Well, all in good time, young man. All in good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be making oral Gordino to you all in the forthcoming podcast. Yes, we certainly will. <laughs> we'll be cleaning everything up at the end. Will we? I'll say. Is that our responsibility? <laughs> 21st century. Indeed. actually go through the 10 radio portal and then there's all the coloured lights and things. Well, it means the best time of the night was sir. Oh, does it? Yes, yes that's right. right. Well, listeners, you're listening to Sorry Not In Service. And William, what's that you're asking me? Why is Sorry Not In Service like 2001 A Space Odyssey? Well, it's William, written by Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> a, it's written by Arthur C. Clarke. And B, it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. Right. And C, uh, it sort of begins with um, two monkeys lying against or a monkey lying against a big rock is that fair to say? Uh, that's kind of fair to say there's a, there's a few more monkeys than that I haven't seen the film so it's a very little relevance to me but also there will be an absolutely mind-blowing bit in a moment where the the words turn into music right in a kind of an amazing jump cut wow ready for the jump cut listeners how do they do it? <laughs> That's right, listeners, it was What's that? An echo in the room? Not really, of course, listeners. It was William mimicking the uh, work of young David Bowie, the late young David Bowie, of course. Yes. Uh, now, listeners, you're, uh, you're very welcome to Sorry Not in Service here on 10 Radio. In the, in the 10 parishes. The welcoming bosom of the 10 parishes, 10 Precisely. Radio. Precisely. Nussle your head in, nussle, nestle your head in there and just, just kind of relax. That's right. Yeah, don't get too tense. <laughs> no, it won't this help. Is a, this is a calming moment. <laughs> it's a no. calming bosom. It is, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. So, um, speaking of calming bosoms, William. What are we doing? We're doing a formatting point of the show. 
which uh, for uninitiated listeners is a formatting point of the show. So, uh, William, um, who's going to do the first anecdote? Who is going to do the first anecdote? Well, Simon, let's find out as we spin the pen through the air and see it land on a floor. Right, well, mine went over there, yours went over there, so that means I'm going first. If you like, okay. <laughs> okay, good news, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I need the pen. <laughs> The best bit of the show. The best bit, Simon. Mm-hmm. Choice cuts. William, how quietly can you say that? Um, I've just... I, sorry. I've just returned from holidaying in Ireland. Ireland, Simon. If I might be permitted. The Emerald Oil, as it says really on the, uh, do on that, the, on the flags. It doesn't say that on the flags, Simon. It does. It really doesn't. Oh. And also, if you're going to cut my part about Australians from the last show, then, <laughs> frankly, you're not allowed to go around making this wild accusation about Ireland being um, emerald. Anyway, uh, so um, I haven't got a huge amount to tell you. I mean, the holiday sort of passed by without much incident. Um, but on the first day, uh, it absolutely bucketed it down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Isn't it always the way? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we took refuge in uh, the uh, the Sea Life Centre in the coastal town of Bray. Uh, and uh, we went to the Sea Life Centre, and it was jolly exciting. There were lots of fish, as you would imagine. Sort of like a fish zoo. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we <laughs> nice weather for tropical fish, eh? And not half, not half. No idea. Uh, there was a, a girl on 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 uh, on on a shift. What uh, she look sh- like? Showing people. I'll come on to that. Ooh. Showing people around, talking to them about oh. the animals. And she uh, she told me about starfish. She showed me a starfish. She got a couple out, and I was holding a starfish, sir. Really, it Simon? It was jolly exciting. I learned two things about starfish. They have five eyes, one on the end of each of their arms, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, appendages. Sure. And if one of their appendages uh, gets cut off, bitten off, uh, then it will grow back. Licked off. Yeah. The yeah, eye grows grow first, yeah. and then the arm or appendages uh, then uh, then follow suit. So, very exciting learning about starfish. Um, she um, she helped us out uh, talking to us about jellyfish as oh, well. I knew that. Yeah, carry and, on. And uh, she was objectively very beautiful as well. Was she? That's the other thing. Oh, oh is it one of those moments where you just slightly regret the fact you've already married? <laughs> no. no, no, I wasn't. No, not. no, no. Because the but she sounds like she had a wonderful personality as well. She had a great personality. She knew an awful lot about stuff. So there's two reasons why she's better than Carla. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm delighted with my life choices. I love Carla very much indeed. And apart from anything else, it would be an admin headache moving to Ireland. So oh, that's <laughs> so, true. So you know, all of these things. But you've, together. Got, but you've got, got a, You've got a kind nothing of nothing was ever going to happen. Um, oh, she works she, in the Sea Life Centre. She sounds. Perfect. <laughs> she knows a lot about starfish. What a girl. What a catch. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, anyway, she was giving a talk whilst the um, the stingrays were being fed. Oh, stingrays. And the stingrays were all sort of... Couple, there was a couple that I enjoyed watching, the, the big ones. They had funny faces. And uh, the, the lady was busy talking about it. And Carla sort of leaned over to me and uh, she said, uh, she said, you like her a lot, don't you? Oh, dear. Now, right, in my mind, right. now obviously in my mind I wasn't thinking four, but it was just like but you were in, thinking I can I have th- a better life with you. <laughs> but, no, but I was thinking she knows an awful lot about sea life centres. Sea life centres. She lives in Ireland. She, she lives in Ireland, which is a country I like, and objectively she is very attractive. So I got very sheepish. I sort of well, well, well no, well, well, this is the noise I sort of made. Uh, and then, um, and then I said, oh, what I should have said immediately was, was who? And, uh, <laughs> and it turns out Carla was referring to one of the um, stingrays. Oh dear. Yeah. Simon. Certainly, sir. You're not very clever, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Hey, 
what's this? Simon's got something to say that could get him in trouble when he gets home. swear that I forgot about that oh, well. <laughs> do, do it again robot oh, voice to uh, mask the F word yes. uh, so um, just for the record ladies and gentlemen I mean I d- and that I was mean, back on the record there yeah well that was, that was back on the record now me on the record Simon yeah. I just want to just reiterate that there was no romantic entanglement it was merely a misunderstanding it was just something based around my admiration for another person's marine biology expertise and, and objectively pleasant features right okay so the fact he's just basically a perfect person in the country you want to live in. <laughs> no. What was wrong with her? I'm yet to find out. I'm sure she'd have a character flaw. <laughs> Pretty much the first thing you ever say about Carla is the fact that the first time you saw her, yeah. <laughs> she kind of gave you a look which said, I'm not going to take any trouble from you. Yes. That's quite an aggressive start, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Irish girl, first thing she did was hand you a starfish. Certainly. She was paid to. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, I mean, now, having cleared that up for all and sundry, uh, William, what have you been up to for the last last fortnight? Four main points, right. Um, Right, so, um, well, Simon, whilst you were gallivanting around with your floozies in the rain... (laughs) um, (laughs) Yes. Simon, I had, um, as uh, uh, you were already aware, a bit of a tragic Monday. Oh, tragic now, Monday, like Blue Monday, like by the New Orders. <laughs> How does it feel when you have to have a dog put down? Oh dear, oh, oh dear. Oh. As you know perfectly well, Simon, the folks aged hound Ollie, he got to that point where it's just, you know what, it's fairer for him. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's a tragic moment. And I found out about that whilst I was also in the midst of being told by an employer he probably won't need my services anymore. And after dealing with this whole dog situation on the drive home, um, my car decided that it no longer liked the idea of me being able to, say for example, apply the brakes or turn the steering wheel. And I arrived home in what might what might be referred to, Simon, in a kind of a Pride and Prejudice way as a tither. <laughs> oh, a tither. A, a, a tither and a tither. Dear. I was I was all sixes and sevens. Mm, I was wall to wall thirteen. You were <laughs> <laughs> nice sums. multiples thereof. Nice sums. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Simon. Yeah. Now, sure. Sad start at the sad start to the anecdote. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to build to a crescendo because you know the way that I like to um, suppress things. Yes. Well, I just got on with it. I was a bit sad in the evening. Yep. Just get through the evening into the next day. I reckon I'm going to be able to fix this whole car situation. Get back out to work, and it'll be okay. No, 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 no. My car's 21 years old, and most of the parts in it don't exist anymore. <laughs> Very much like the pieces of the original Davros. <laughs> Um, and so, Simon, I lost probably about four hours desperately trawling the internet, trying to find the pieces I need to fix my car. And eventually I just went, you know what, I'm just going to go to a car shop where I might be able to get pieces. And they said, we can get you one of them. <gasps> Hope's raised, mm-hmm. but the other, no chance. Oh, oh, dashed on the rocks. I can point you at something that might be able to, a place that might be able to help. Go down the way. And um, you, what you could do is you could just swing into um, Howard's Peugeot, for example. 
I'm going to name and shame Simon. This part's going to be fun. So just go into Howard Peugeot because they've got a Rover branch in Western and they might be able to get the part, okay? It's going to be your best bet. And I went, thanks very much. Cycled along to Howard Peugeot and I was directed to, on the parts desk, a man by the name of Rob. The, um, illegitimate. Um, <laughs> go on. Well. I explained my situation to Rob the Illegitimate. Yes. There's a B word, you can substitute there. Yes, certainly there, <laughs> there is. There certainly is. It sounds similar to busted. Yes, it does, bird. doesn't it? The bird, yes. And similarly, he vomited all over me like a busted word. That's what bustards do. Fine. It's a self-defense thing. And vomiting in this instance is a Vomiting is in this instance is a metaphor for being rude. Oh, really? He was rude? He was rude because what he did... After I'd explained my tragic circumstance, not the dog death and the losing the, the employer no, and things not. like that, no, but the general circumstances, he, um, he leaned back in his chair, put his hands behind his head, and said, well, you're not giving me a lot to go on, really, are you? I don't really see this is going to be worth me um, chasing up with time. Oh, uh, no, I don't voice. think there's anything I can do for you here, really. I mean, really, frankly, I don't really see the point. That's why naming and shaming. Quite right too. That would be Rob. If, you're, if you are Rob from Howard's Peugeot. Yes. On the parts desk. Quite frankly. Yes. Well, absent yourself, sir. Certainly. Go away. Yeah. He um the closest he got to actually doing anything of use yeah. was he wrote down the name for Western Rover. Um Howard's Rover in Western. Brilliant. The number. Yeah. And just kind of tossed it on a business card across the desk and went, give them a go. That was it. Amazing. Yeah. And you're quite highly strung at the best of times. Well, I am you, um... quite highly strung at the best of times. But the thing is, because I was in a showroom, and yeah. generally there's a lot of people making quite large purchasing decisions, and I thought, I, just because of this guy, I can't ruin this. You know, I, I don't want to be the person that ruins what is a big decision. Okay. And it's a nice day outside, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this in. And so I, I left... And I got on my bike, because obviously I had to cycle there, and just cycled off down the towpath. And I held it in for about three minutes before I effed and jeffed. Sure. I effed and jeffed quite a lot. Sure. At quite the volume, Simon. I don't know if you've ever seen a swan abandon its nest. <laughs> <laughs> now I have, because I was cycling along the towpath. <laughs> really hammering it home because I've got a lot of energy that I needed to burn off that would yeah. otherwise be involved in the inserting of pencils into the nostrils of this Rob. Yes. <laughs> I let loose some of the most roaring obscenities that I have in absolutely years. Mm-hmm. Thing is, it was quite a nice day. Mm. Yeah. Towpath's a bit curvy. Sure. Ooh, there's... there's there's a lot of people that can hear oh, what's going on. stand round blind corners. Round blind corners. But with ears still to hear the noise travelling. still which, to ears hear the noise. Noises that are no... They don't respect corners, do they? <laughs> they don't know. They go by as the crow flies. Precisely. They go as the crow flies, which is under a bridge and into a group of small children in their delightful helmets, cycling along next to a river, looking at baby ducks on a beautiful Monday afternoon. <laughs> Jeffing all along the towpath. <laughs> Making all manner of incredibly blood-ridden and detailed threats against this Robman who cannot hear me, unlike the tiny children. <laughs> Simon, you'll be delighted to know I did not break character, and when it got to the time to cycle past them, I just absolutely hooned it past. <laughs> 
I'm not going to slow down and apologise. They should know. Life is tough. <laughs> Especially if you need a, a, a drive belt for an old rover. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, William, at least you've all given us some perspective there. <laughs> what are you out and about on the freeways this morning? No dinosaurs to worry about. a bee get in the recording studio yeah <laughs> wow yeah. that's bees <laughs> that's bees for you <laughs> that is bees for you incidentally listeners we are uh, tonight being brought to you by bees for you do you need bees bees for you uh william oh, right yes simon um you will be interested now i didn't i've been getting my poirot on over the last couple of days have you well certainly over the last day that's 24 h uh, uh you, hours yes uh, you gave us uh, very kindly gave us a lift home from Bristol Airport oh, last night. Yes, I did. Very kind and gentle of you, Will. And you may remember that we went into uh, the into our garden and our house and and had ourselves a, a cheeky time uh, with a cigarette or two. Ooh. And uh, there was a, there was notably a, a funny, funny, funny whiff about the, there was a peculiar about the, the, the back end of the house. Yes, you know, I couldn't, yeah. we couldn't quite put our finger on it. <laughs> Thank goodness for that, I'd say. Well, 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 why, Simon? Why? Well, because why? I, I found out what it was this morning. Did you? Yes. It was a deposit of urine left before we set off for the Emerald Isle and uh, had been left there to stagnate uh, right next to the uh, radiator that has been <laughs> trundling away uh, on its merry march for the last seven days. And uh, the smell had been lifting up from the toilet bowl and permeating all the way around the back of the house. Pee honky you! <laughs> exactly, sir. So I just thought I'd keep you abreast of the latest oh. <laughs> piss things. Can you say that? <laughs> well, I just have. Simon, Simon, yeah. Simon, 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 Simon. Yeah. You say you got your Poirot on. Yeah. Now, frankly, Poirot wouldn't leave it at the point where I've worked out why there's one less person in this house. Body. There you go. Poirot <laughs> strikes again. One of them's dead. Yeah, Poirot in his later years. Yeah. When he's only got the brain power to identify a murder. Yeah. Not necessarily to solve it. <laughs> That's Banner Mother. That's my favourite uh, Belgian accent. My favourite Belgian <laughs> accent. What's your least favourite Belgian accent? <laughs> it was very, very racist. <laughs> no, that, really. that would be why it's your least favourite. And, and, and it's to your credit that it is. It is, because I'm from the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> Fine. No, Simon, my point is... Yeah. Who... Who... Who done the whiz? Who done the whiz? Who done the whiz? Well, without wishing to point fingers, or... Well, without wishing to point fingers, uh, I'm saying it was probably either you, me, or Carla. I'll have you know I did not urinate in your house at all for the time that I was there. Sure, sure. Um, Carla's given up the puffers. I'm, I mean, I'm saying it's probably going to be... A, it was probably Poirot who did it. It's probably <laughs> of your extraction. Yeah, yeah. As ever, I'm, as ever, I think Poirot did it. As ever, you think Poirot, <laughs> brackets you, yeah. did it. Yeah. As ever, you think you're Poirot. Yeah. yeah. Was that ever in Poirot? Well, every time we watch Poirot, I mean, it's just a bit of a sort of meandering off into a different direction, but every time we watch Poirot, my first guess is always Poirot. <laughs> it would make sense. He's always there. He never really accounts for his actions at no, any point, does he? Nobody ever asks him any questions. He's got, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got a, a, a free pass with the police as well. He does. 
And also, he's got the perfect disguise, the moustache. Exactly, yeah, that's right. And occasionally, the spectacles. Yeah, precisely. It all makes so much sense now. There we go, listeners. How to get from stale urine to, uh, to Poirot, to, to Poirot the conspiracy theories in one link. You're listening to Sorry Not In Service. Broadcasting on 10 radio to the feckless morons who can't turn off their radios. <laughs> Infer a penny, infer a pound is back on our screens this Wednesday night where competitors are asked cryptic questions, the answers of which are either penny or pound. And take measures at the ready because Jill and Ian and Mac and Keith will be returning at 8 o'clock on BBC4 this Thursday for another series of How Deep Is Your Love. Special guest star Bertie Eges will be providing colour commentary. Cardinal Woolsey makes a welcome return to BBC Scree on Friday night, hosting a new series of Ground Horse. Once again, Woolsey will be using historically accurate tools to dig up horses. And BBC Four will be seeing the welcome return of Tarn of the Lars this Thursday at 8. The Tarn's going to face its most difficult challenge yet, as Major Corporeal's marriage proposal at the end of the last series may have hit an unexpected problem, as the Duke of Edinburgh decides to unexpectedly exercise his Drada Seigneur. Cash-strapped ITV are relaunching The Bill on Sunday night, with the new series rebranded as A-Bill, and is nothing more than a man called William crying at a webcam. Best avoided by all viewers. And challenging docudrama musical Bill of Sale will be returning to our screens this week. This series, Bill's Clinton, Paxton, Murray and Bob the Duh will be competing in to restore an entire marina. But can they achieve their target in just six weeks? To music? On television? Tune in this Thursday at 8 on BBC4 to find out. And listen, those were the uh, those were the TV listings, and in, and in this instance, it's TV for television as opposed to transvestite. But only this week. You're very lonely, aren't you, listeners? <laughs> Anyone needs your loving, will? Lots of people do. Really? Yeah. What do you think Comic Relief's all about? <laughs> Something completely different. No, no, no. I thought he was giving money to, to Lenny Henry for him to spread around the world. No, he's my pimp. <laughs> he is. No idea. Did you not? No, no idea. That's why he's round quite a lot. Yes. Well, as a re- re- revealing scenario for oh, all yeah. concerned. Get paid for. Um, <laughs> now then, listeners, as previously mentioned, of course, Monday was a difficult day for me. And do you know the point, Simon, at which I knew that Monday was going to be a difficult day for me? Uh, go on. I imagine it would be around about the point. I realised round about the point where Dad phoned up and said, "Hey, Will." Yeah. Will. And Dad's been putting a lot of work my way, my gardening work. Um, Will, do you fancy digging a big hole on Monday? <laughs> 
I think I know where this is going. Go on. God bless you, Padre. Now, when you phone me up and say, hey, Will, do you fancy digging a big hole on Monday? I imagine it's going to be something for somebody else's, say, garden. Mayhaps for a pond or to plant a large tree. Not to deposit the corpse of a much beloved dog. (laughs) (laughs) Non-standard parenting there, as perfectly demonstrated by our mutual father. Well played, Pops. Yeah. Well yeah. played. Hook, line, and indeed sinker. Yeah. Classic MSP. Oh, good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so did you turn up all excited? Where's the work, Dad? Where's, Where's the, the work, Dad? <laughs> Not quite now, Will. We've got to go to the vets first. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, obviously. It's sad, but it was his time. And it was, yes. And Simon... I respected the fact that it was a slight gear change there. Should we try redoing that? Sure. Okay, you say... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's sad, obviously, but, you know, life goes on. And, um, Simon, there's a way that I prefer this version. This is much better. Use this version on the podcast. I will do that. I will do... (laughs) I'll throw a penny at your nipple to celebrate the fact we've got a far better version. Uh, And, Simon, because I recognise the fact that this is the way of life, Mm -hmm. but... I respect the dogs. Sure. Yes. I respect the dogs. Um, and so I thought on the drive back, yeah. I thought, well, the way to honour the memory of Ollie, Oliver Lee, was probably to imitate the manner of the dog. And so I spent nearly the whole of the drive back with no brakes. Defecating in a circle. The dog's defecating in circles. Ollie did. Oh, yeah, he did. I just didn't know. Sorry, go <laughs> Forgot the That's my main memory of him. That's your main memory! Anyway, carry on. <laughs> what were you doing in the car to honour honor his, his deceasedness? Howling! <laughs> At the same group of school children on bicycles. <laughs> no, no, this time they're in a minibus. <laughs> I'll do somebody behind them with no brakes. Howling! No, no, no. It could have been any old group of school children in a minibus. Sure, of course. But either way, yeah, pretty much... Pretty much the whole of the drive back. It's just I was mainly just trying to perfect my howl. The thing is, I'm, as you remember from a fantastic feature we had a couple of years back, I live in town, yes. <laughs> which is not country, where there are lots of people. Yes. Tell you what. What? They let you go first at traffic lights. <laughs> if you're howling and you've yeah. got a cadaver on your back seat. I left him in the hole that wasn't paid to be done. Oh, this, yeah. this was post. Yeah. I wasn't doing this on the way back from the vets. That oh. would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> conditions in Chichester will give everyone third-degree burns from scolding tea. Golden showers will fall on Macclesfield next week. Not piss, but actual gold. There will be many dead and all survivors wishing that it was piss. Bigger clouds than normal will puzzle people across the southeast towards the end of the week. Six more suns than normal will rise over Chelmsford on Wednesday morning, marking the start of ultra-summer. Rain will coalesce into a single block, falling on Telford 
and making the entire place uninhabitable. Trees will cease to pump out oxygen in Derby on Tuesday. Instead, they will turn carbon dioxide into iron brew. And the future will move backwards on Tuesday, causing Monday to build up over the northwest, shifting the whole area to the 1950s. Weather will be occurring indoors only for the residents of Swansea next Friday, following the disappointing number of human sacrifices made to their volcano god. A build-up of oxygen will cause higher than normal levels of combustible air in the Swindon area. Smokers are advised to keep underwater. Snooker ace Jimmy Whirlwind White will be using his powers for evil next week in Sheffield as he finally snaps following years of misfortune at the Crucible. The Steel City will be home to no survivors. So in conclusion, keep all your coats and hats inside on fireworks night. Pop music! What of it? Well, let's not beat around the bush anymore. Uh, William Lee, the Kate Bush. That's right, sir. Well, no, no, not at all. Uh, William, you will be aware that we went to Tropicaria. The Tropicaria with our youngest brother Richard to celebrate his 18th birthday. And what an event it was, too. It certainly was an event. Simon Lindley Baker Lee, it was an amazing event. Uh, That's right. Now, listen, I don't know if you've been to the Tropicaria recently, but we hadn't been for for many, 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 many years. And I'd forgotten how much of a sort of Soviet style hellhole it is. It is. It is. It kind of it has the look of a re education facility, (laughs) but it smells of reptiles. That would be a good sign for out the front. <laughs> Top Aquaria. It That's looks a- like a re-education facility, but it smells of reptiles now with pirate attractions. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a fun. It was a jolly good fun day out. Um, we were greeted on the gates by a man in a booth uh, who um, who told us when we arrived the following lines, and I wrote this down: "The puppeteer's in hospital. The punch and Judy man is playing football, and we've missed the ferret racing." <laughs> What a way to greet some visitors. Yeah. Welcome to the Tropicaria. <laughs> yeah. It was extraordinary, listeners. It is a great place, though. It was great. We had a, we had a, we had a great old time. William fell in love with the tapir. Uh, All over again. <laughs> exactly. Every time I go. We did you, some... Women in Sea Life Centres for you. Me, tapirs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, uh, we swore at lots of... Um, children? No. Well, yes, but yeah. ab- about children. And uh, the, uh, one of the chaps, you know, the small furry chaps... Look like um, rats. No, taller than rats, smaller than monkeys. Lemurs. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did swear at a lot of lemurs. We swore at a lot of lemurs. Um, any other highlights from the tropical area? Well, um, I would say the way that they're aware they need to highlight the fact that it used to be a radio broadcast place. And so there are tiny little sections left over for no apparent reason. There's the top 50 randomly taken from um, Norway's chart history. Oh, that's right. That was, that was that poster, wasn't there? There's a poster. Of Norway's top 50 Top songs. 50 at some point in yeah. probably the 60s or 70s. Yep. Thanks yep. for that, guys. Yep, Joe's welcome yeah. to the tropical <laughs> yeah. wonderland. It was nice to look through the Museum of Radio Technology and go, isn't that the same as the desk? Not <laughs> <laughs> the same as the desk at the old 10 radio studios. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, listen, I, bet, I guess what we're saying is go to the Tropicaria as I- soon as you possibly can. Yeah, go now. Yeah, why not? Yeah, go now. Surprise them in the morning. Yeah, precisely. You might catch the ferret race. <laughs> Who races ferrets? Somerset's premier 
lizard facility. <laughs> this is being mooted as a, that's being mooted as a, this next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. Mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a this one's being mooted as a that's being mooted as a it's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to um, to Blue Peter. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Now, William. Yes, well, darling. One of the things that you might have missed from the tropical area, I spotted uh, tapes to the back of a um, chameleon. Was the news that the? Um, How would you say uh, if it's tape to the back of a chameleon? Did I say chameleon? Go with a guana. tape to the back of an iguana. Was the following piece of news that uh, the following piece of music has right. been mooted? Has it? As a potential replacement. To the theme tune of the 1984 Olympic Games. Well, listeners, wowsy, wowsy, wows, wowsy, wowsy, wowsy. That was that was pop music, Will. And I tell you what, William, pop music is compiled uh, by the. Government, uh, the government, and, by the Ministry uh, of Sound, and then provided very good, and then been uh, provided uh, in a in a, in a bite size breakdown of which are the most popular songs to the listening public, uh, which is something that we're going to do now. This sounds bewildering, Simon. Not really, sir. It's quite simple. It's the top ten songs of this week. In at number 10 is Leonard Boeing III with Can I Have a Hand, Please? At number 9 we have Once Shy, Now Bitten with The Way to a Man's River Barge. At number 8 it's Public Footpath with Large Cabinet. Coming in at 7 is Tempestuous Ladies with Politeness Don't Cost the Earth but I've got an expensive pension for cherry brandy. <laughs> in at number 6 is Maximum Snuffbox with Skews Fingers. Staying in there at five is Peruvians in Pain with Cry of the Banished Orphan. And rising seven places to number four, it's the Lynchpins with Making Love is Hard to Do when you're eating a bagel. Down ten places at number three is Great Bunch of Guys with Let's Go Join a Cult. And a new entry at number two, Limited Ken with Stop Pouring at My Pouring at My Grandmother. And at number one we have Thundering Terry with Which of You Thought of That? And ladies and gentlemen, here is Thundering Terry. Darling, my eyes are only for your eyes that are in your head. Oh, baby, baby, who love you? Oh, baby, look at your face. It scintillates with beauty Like a plate I'd like to take your face Put it in a crate It's so clean I can eat my dinner off it Like a plate I make love to you Like a kind of bus A return ticket To sex town You wouldn't want to stay there Sometimes it's to make grim yeah, sing it again. This is the number one hit song in the world. And it always will be. Yeah. Like the 38 that serves Elminster, but also the villages. Take my love ticket. You've got a choice, but I just don't make it. 
Our love is like Antiques Roadshow. There's loads of old people looking at it. Very good, very good indeed. Willie, 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 Willie. We received an email, sir. Stop making love to the microphone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we received an email. Well, you won't be saying making that noise when you hear who it's from. Oh, what will I make? Well, I think you'll start making love to things if you hit when you hear who it's from. It's from Barry Summers. Woo! Our posse up on the hill there, overlooking us. Uh, like when we sleep and it says yes with a telescopic sniper rifle hello William and Simon it is Barry Summers here speaking Woo. how are you I am well thanks now Barry that's a bit presumptive I wasn't going to ask you how you were no I know how you are riveting uh, love to the top 10 rundown is the song you played uh, on the Now CD. Now, Barry, it's not yet on the Now CD because it's no. fresh, it's popping fresh. Precisely, the uh, Now CD, that's for things which are already in the past. That's right, sir. So, uh, but uh, the point is that on the, 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 now, uh, the now collections uh, will, um, from this moment, stop. And will they? all that will happen is they will stop be called the Now series and it's going to be called the This then. Is It series. Oh, This Is It series. And it would just be that number one song played oh, really? over and over and over again wow that's for, really... for the maximum length of the time that you can have on a CD which is 80 minutes you can build in repeat function <laughs> exactly but they've thought of that already because it's now going to be a 12 disc set really 80 minutes long of uh, the uh, people's current number one hit single so thanks very much for writing in Barry uh, now uh, listeners uh, on the subject of pop music I would instruct you all to turn your radios up to maximum get your dancing shoes on release your dancing tummies let's get this place pumping with an arm across the torso face on the pale Monkey names Zodiac signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From Saint Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the Zodiac. But one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. Aries, this week you will discover that you are an actual superhero with all the responsibility that the role entails. You will discover this when you accidentally throw your baby at the moon, without providing it with any space exploration equipment. How very irresponsible. Taurus. The Thought Police will pick you up for a minor infraction this week as you briefly get it into your head that Bruce Lee was Korean. Gemini. Due to an error at Halfords, 
you will replace your bicycle's wheel spokes with corn snakes on Tuesday. Their labyrinthian warranty policy will forestall any attempt to rectify the situation. Cancer. War and peace will cause a severe headache this week, both as an issue stemming from the attacks by a thoroughly miffed Water Stones employee, but also as you feel that Tolstoy's writing style is not all it's cracked up to be. Leo. On Monday, you will finally complete your quest to acquire the legendary singing sword of Lin Jian. On Wednesday, you will throw it down a well, having grown thoroughly tired of its limited but oft-repeated repertoire of Sugar Babe's songs. The vendetta that inspired your quest will be resolved with a broken, old, speckled hen bottle. Virgo! Thursday will bear witness to a massive plot twist, as it turns out that you're the one who was at the crime scene between the hours of seven and nine. The police will be unimpressed by your initial response of Da! 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 Libra! A bottle of creme de menthe will play havoc with a urine sample you will be asked to provide. However, you will briefly be declared an object of scientific interest. And it's always nice to be noticed. Scorpio! Throughout all your many schemes to make significant changes to your life, you have never thought to deal with the fundamental principles of your existence. Until Sunday, when you will experiment with being an actual tiger. It will prove to be a refreshing change of pace. Sagittarius. A case you are working on will escalate in importance on Tuesday. When the chief calls you into his office, and expects there to be a reasonable excuse for the surgical grafting of the DA to his ass. Don't pass the buck. This one's on you. Capricorn. Polite notices will start appearing all over your house on Saturday, asking you to please Put the spoons back in the drawer when you've washed them up. These notices will coincide with the delivery of 15 metric tons of teaspoons. The notices will have to be largely ignored, as that's just ridiculous. Aquarius! A car mechanic will inform you that it's going to be about two weeks to get all the parts you need. As, well, this time of year, you know, my hands are tied. I mean, I could bodge it. 
but you'll only be back here in a month. Meanwhile, your stricken horse will utter most unsavory comments about having wheels installed. Pisces. Rather than spending all week searching for the answers to questions you already know, try looking for the questions you have never thought to ask. When you find out what they are, try and pair them up with the answers you don't know. When the weight of irrelevant questions and elusive answers becomes too much, take up knitting. An ultimately practical week. Miss Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other day I was working, um, doing some uh, uh, fencing work sure. in, in rural Somerset, which, oh. listeners, if you're listening on the, um, the FM airwaves, yeah. likely you're there as well. Mm. Rural rather than urban, of course. Rather than urban, rather than Carl Urban. Um, he was in the film Doom. And <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Any hoodles. I was working in um, rural Somerset. Yeah. And Simon, whilst work working in rural Somerset, I I didn't have any earphones in. I was listening to the sound of the birds and the bees going about their protocols. Certainly. And um, whilst 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 getting on with my working, um, I became aware of a kind of a noise approaching. And this noise, it had a regular beat. Yeah. And it was kind of a kick drum. Um, followed by a bit of a cymbal sound. Okay. I'm going to imitate it now. Sure. On its way. And there was the sound of a, of a, of a fellow explaining about all the things that he had and all the things that other people didn't have and how his possessions and the relative lack of possessions on the part of other people meant that he was better than them. He and was I, a rap singer. I was aware that I was listening to the sound of a rapular singer. Sure. And coming up this, coming up this rather delightful rural Somerset Lane was a... Tiny child on a bicycle. Sure. About, I would guess, somewhere in the vicinity of 11 to 13, possibly as low as 2. I'm not very good <laughs> so, at judging ages these but days. But certainly the kind of person that you would swear quite loudly nearby. Precisely. My yeah. target demographic for um, uh, obscen obscenity uh, absorption. Sure. Carry yeah, on. precisely. Now, as I was uh, b uh, building a fence, mm -hmm. I was quite tired, and um, I was holding a massive lump of iron, and this child uh, looked at me from his bike, mm -hmm. with his rapular singing going on, and went, You right? <laughs> and I looked at him. Yeah. It was a nice day. Didn't really have a problem with him. Mm -hmm. Went, Yeah. You right? <laughs> and he said, Yeah. And then just kind of sat on his bike for a bit, just staring at me with his rapular music going on. And I just got on with work, which at that stage was slamming a, a you know five foot length of quite thick cast iron into some concrete. Yes. And then after a while, he cycled off, and I thought that was weird. Mm -hmm. And the reason I couch this all as being a tale from rural Somerset, Simon, yeah, is that not long after this um, rapular loving child cycled on. He was followed by two other children, yeah, both of whom had cycling helmets on. Right. 
both of whom had little backpacks and looked like the most charmingly nerdy rural kids you've ever seen. Right. And it was a lovely moment to remember that clearly at some point there has been some kind of unspoken conversation between these children of we're the only people in this area of roughly the same age, aren't we? (laughs) If we're going to go out anywhere... Probably going to have to be together. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Now. But we've got backpacks that have lunch boxes in them, and you listen to rapular music loudly <laughs> and challenge the authority of men digging holes and smashing concrete. Oh, the youth of today. Yeah, the youth of today. It was just a lovely, charming moment, Simon. Mm. And I just remembered I used to do exactly the same thing, Simon. And do you know how I can tell that it was definitely from the past? Go on. Because in the upcoming piece of Rappler music, there is the sound of a sample, as far as I can tell, from Biker Grove. <laughs> wow, well, good stuff. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, ladies mainly, and gentlemen, also, is the sound of Cypress Hill with I Ain't Going Out Like That. I ain't going out! <laughs> what was that? My impression of Cypress Hill. Just remember, just realise the window's open. I ain't going in. <laughs> Play the music, William. We'll hear how accurate my impression of the Cypress Hill band is. Give it a hell of a bike and rope. <laughs> If you've got the balls, then you're welcome along to the annual Bring Your Balls and Get Them Weighed show in Wibberliscombe's Community Centre on Wednesday night. Join hundreds of others who will be travelling to the town with their beach balls, cricket balls, tennis balls and meat balls. As ever, these people will be turned away at the door because it's testicles, and testicles alone that will be weighed and judged. And Hewish Champ Flowers annual flower champing festival will be starting on Monday. Florists from all over the world will be attending in both their droves and clothes, all vying for a chance to be recognised as the hewest flower champer in the land. The adjective hue has yet to be defined. <laughs> totally Ian's Magic Mobile Laundrette will be floating into Chipstable next weekend for the parish's annual deep clean. The houses and people will be bleached and sandblasted before getting buffed to more than an inch of their lives. The death toll has risen year on year, but then so has the cleanliness thanks to Ian's increasingly lavish use of his homemade chemicals. The parish council have decided that the benefit outweighs the loss of dirty lives. Mm. And lovely Jane's racist brother-in-law will be staying at her home in Ashbrittle from Sunday till Thursday at 8. Residents are all invited to witness the hilarious scenes as lovely Jane will be attempting to stop a kerfuffle whilst not alienating her husband's family. Tickets will be priced at £5, with all proceeds going to the Barry Summers campaign for unquenchable bloodlust. <laughs> what a campaign that is. It really is. Gulliver will be arriving in the 10 parishes next week on the latest stop of his world tour. 
Ash Bristol Parish Council Chairman Billy Wiz is looking forward to Gulliver's arrival with plans to utilise his enormous size to conquer Storley. Wiz warns, however, that failure to comply will result in a giant man being blinded. This is the latest in a long history of Ashbrittle using vi visiting fictional 18th century characters to annex Storley, the most recent botched attempt being by Tom Hanks-alike Robinson Crusoe. Villagers are invited to the blinding, which will take place at noon on Thursday. On times. And Quidditch is making a much-needed return to Milverton on Monday, following a dispute over the exact location of the parish's border. The Milverton Mighty Moths will be in heated aerial debate with the Preston Bowyer partial bastards over the recent incursions by Preston Bowyer, amid accusations of cattle theft, cattle cloning, cattle coveting, cattle licking and cattle getting along famously. Quidditch discoverer and actual J.K. Rowling Captain Oates will be refereeing and has vowed that they will stand no chance of success. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those are the events coming up in the 10 parishes. And events is an an anagram of Steve N. And Mum is friends with Steve Noyce. So uh, expect to see him at all of the events. Is he Captain Oates? Well, who's to say? It would make sense. And that was the sound of the penultimate song because, of course, we have arrived at the sound of the last link in the sound of me hitting a thing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got some rather exciting news for you, William. Have you, not Simon? Not only am I wearing underwear. Not only, Simon, not only, but, but more so than that. But more than that. And it's a bloody good job I am because there are two varmints outside. Two which of them. can only mean one thing. What? Well, press play and we'll find out. Oh. Uh oh! Oh no! It's the varmints. Yes. Pillars of the community. Look at them there. A great bunch of guys. What a team! That's right. They're out there at the moment, swaying arms aloft, uh, and uh, there we are. Yeah, there they are. Wonderful sight. Excellent. Well, if only Excellent. you could be here to see it, listeners. I mean, and, it would be obviously you can't. No. There's, there's only room in here for four men. Yeah, and, yeah, and apart aside from that, you're not really welcome. Because uh, so, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, I've yeah. met some of them. Awful, awful people. Uh, speaking of awful people, William, I think it's time that we found out what we've learned on the show this evening. William is Somerset's howlingest gravedigger. And at this stage of the Space Odyssey, your computer should be singing at you as you kill it. Will's cussing can make a swan abandon its young. And Simon's been taken in by yet another mermaid, like the Daryl Hannah megafan that he always has been. <laughs> Today's youths are fascinated by posts, hip-hop and lunchboxes. And if there's been a murder, my money's gone it being pissy Poirot. <laughs> so... On that bombshell, ladies. Oh, I can't believe I've done a Clarkson, haven't I? You have Clarkson! Yeah, again, it's a good job I'm wearing underwear. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Sorry Not In Service. Coming up are the varmints. Yep, uh, coming so, uh, at you. Like Cleopatra. Like Tutankhamun's, <laughs> the pair of them. <laughs> so, uh, we'll speak to you in two weeks' time. Their boy wants. Yeah, yeah. See you in two weeks. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Well, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't that well, just sloppy? That was all over the place. <laughs> Man alive. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, I'd love to say that doesn't often happen, but... Uh... <laughs> so just got overexcited. Yeah. <laughs> I've been under a lot of stress at work. Yeah, precisely. I know that's the other way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Was it? Well, yeah, if you, often if you're under stress at work, then you're not able to. But, you know... Well, it depends on context, doesn't if you, it? If you're, if Personally, you're... I think you you just got to find the necessary angle. Sometimes it's... <laughs> Sure. It's necessary for rage broadcast. <laughs> oh, we're talking about broadcasting. Yeah, we're talking about broadcasting, oh, sorry, sorry. Simon. Sorry. What were you talking about? I was talking about... Um... What were you talking about, Simon? I was talking about... Were um... you thinking about Assumpter back in the sea life sense? <laughs> I was not. She's far from my mind. No, she isn't. Simon. I was actually, William, if you'll give me a f***ing second, a jeffing second... To answer your question, I was talking about sexual intercourse. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Wankers.